Welcome to Sober Pop Playback, a look into our weekly chat about all things sober pop culture. Sober is not only not boring, it's actually pretty damn entertaining. Are you missing out on all the best sober podcasts, quit lit shows, and hot topics? Do you want to know where to get the latest sober swag or any drinks? Then come hang out with us on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Sober Pop Club on the Clubhouse app. This is a collaborative podcast where anyone is welcome to join the conversation. Grab your favorite booze-free beverage and come to our virtual hangout with all our favorite people. You are officially invited. What you are about to hear is a recording of last week's Clubhouse conversation. Share a screenshot of you listening to the playback and tag at Sober Pop so we can give you a shout out. Thanks for checking out Sober Pop. Where the conversation always always pop. pop. (laughs) I I love it. 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 (laughs) That's the best. My name is Elise. I am the founder of The Sober Curator and one of your hosts here tonight at the Sober Pop Culture Club on Clubhouse. Um, here is going to be our format for this evening. Welcome to Sober Comedy Night. Um, we're going to go through a few brief introductions of all of our hosts. And we don't have any other announcements tonight. So then we're going to get right into it. We will introduce the first comedian and then they will play tag after that. If you would like to come up on stage uh, and when they are doing their sets, take yourself off mute so we can laugh like we're at a real life comedy show. That would be amazing. Please note we are recording tonight's conversation um, and it goes up on Sober Pop, the playback podcast, which you can find on Anchor and Spotify. And our first comedy show from June is one of our top performing episodes. So there are at least 50 of you that have listened to it and we thank you for that. Um, That's enough out of me, Brooke. Would you like to go next? Oh, hey, I'm Brooke. I am the founder of Sober Biz Bay, where I help sober entrepreneurs launch their websites and brands. And I'm super, super excited. Last comedy night was so fun. Um, yeah, this is just such a w- great way we can get together. And I get to really interact with all these amazing people I get to meet online. So I think that's all I've got. Um, yeah, let's let's get going. Mac? I'll take it from here. My name is Katie Mack. I'm the founder of uh, Fucking Sober the First 90 Days, the narrative podcast, eight-episode series. We're looking ahead to season two, coming out in September, October, uh, featuring Sade, another eight episodes. Don't worry. I'll tell you all more about that when y'all come back. Um, I'm really, I'm going to piggyback this. um, uh, The greatest aspect of who I am is a lover of Patsy Buchanan, who is another one of our mentors and uh moderators here on this show and uh, he can't be with us right now but he'll pop in you'll know because you'll be able to hear his distinct laughter if you can't figure out who that is just we can pretend i am so happy he'll to be pop here. in he'll pop in he'll pop yeah. in wow yeah, yeah, yeah i caught that too yeah, yeah, there. yeah there you go is that wow. pun intended? you guys you, you guys i don't think we've ever been more insecure than when we're around other comedians on this show um, and I, I think I, I'm sweating. At least are you sweating whenever you make a joke? This is good. We can take I'm it back. I'm totally sweating. I'm totally sweating. I think that might be because you're in San Diego. Anyway, um, Poppy Cannon will be here. He'll be popping in. Oh, I'm going to pass this over. May, tell us about you. Hello, hello. Uh, so good to be back. Uh, to take a mini sabbatical. We miss yeah, you. Yeah, I miss you guys too. And to, well, to jump back right into it with a comedy show. Uh, is awesome. I'm missing May. I run things over at the Creative Sober, 
and host the Creative Sober podcast. Oh, looks like Pop's here too. Hand it over to you, Pop. I already introduced you by saying that you're the reason why I exist. It sounds like you're my dad, but it's not. Pop, why don't you introduce yourself? He might not be able to pop in just yet. Maybe maybe Pop's popping some popcorn. We'll come back to him later. Um, and, and I, we got to keep this going before I make any more stupid jokes. Um, clearly, uh, I do not tell jokes. Uh, as a profession but the next gal that is going to speak does I would like to introduce you to my good friend Rebecca Rush she is an LA based New York bred comedian and writer and I fell in love with her eyelash game last August I saw her on a virtual event and I then reached out to her because I was like I think we should be friends because I really love your eyelashes and we've basically been besties ever since she hosts a podcast called Kamita comics book club and a monthly themed show called vulnerability and she she's been featured on viceland and funny or die and you guys are just gonna love what she has to say so rebecca take it away oh hello thank you this is great this is the first time i've performed in over two weeks uh not because nobody booked me i had surgery and as i'm sitting here waiting to go up i remember that last time i did this show I told a story and first of all, I had a pretty good set, but in the middle, I told a story that bombed and I just, anybody that was here, I needed to know that I made that story work and it's doing really well now. I don't really remember at the moment because I haven't performed in a few weeks, but I can assure you it's going very well. Um, I, yeah, I, I had surgery for something that I like literally did to myself, but and then I got to have a free lap. Um, and if you don't know what a free lap is, it's like when you get to take drugs because you have like a legitimate medical reason, or if you live in Los Angeles, you get plastic surgery. <laughs> now that is <laughs> it's not really a great joke, but the first time I've been, I had like a little bit of a neck vagina and it's from like bulimia and smoking. And I did it to myself and I just, I had to finally uh, get it surgically removed because I was sick of wearing a chip clip on the back of my head. But. <laughs> Relatable. I feel like the first time I, like two and a half years ago, I got fixated on it. And like, I will tell you about plastic surgery. I still had like the Q-tip wrapping around my head and like finally got this thing I was fixated on fixed. And like when I didn't have this, I like there's like a credit company that will like give you a loan specifically for plastic surgery. Um, I guess it also like includes other medical things, but in my head it's like the plastic surgery credit card company. But um, and all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? Like, and I hate that about LA. How everyone's like, you know what else would look good? But I'm like doing it to myself. I'm like, damn girl, you got a lot of back fat. I'm like the opposite of a hype man for myself now like that's, that's like what I be I'm like you should have gotten a Brazilian butt lift like people would notice you from further away nobody noticed your neck I really don't throw up anymore but the damage is there but the first time I got this laser treatment to try to fix my neck vagina it was like a full-on neck vagina like 
<laughs> Honestly, I should have been tipping it out, and I probably could have paid for the surgery. Um, like it was not a self lubricating vagina, but it was like basically like a surgically made vagina. But 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 from bulimia. But and I was getting this laser treatment, and they had me on. I was trying to like tough it out, like I was in the Olympics or something, and then I I caved, and I had them give me nitrous and the minute like it was the first time drugs have been in my body since I got sober and I guess my point is there's no such thing as a free lapse like maybe I don't have to restart my day count but your girl is fucked up so all I did for the whole procedure <laughs> I'm not right in the head do you know what I was doing the other day I spent like I spent like three hours creeping old boyfriends that don't want to hear from me that mm-hmm. have blocked me on fake Facebook accounts <laughs> But mm-hmm. I dated for like three months in 2013. Like, you, you know what? Tanner had a baby that doesn't want to hear from me. Like, one of them started a new business. I looked, I read through every post they've ever made. And I'm like, well, that's a great idea. I'm happy for you, Joe. Like, um, and then I can't get back into my own Facebook because, like, I forgot my own password and I'm using a Facebook account. <laughs> And I've done that to myself every time I've stalked my exes. I finally realized, I'm like, oh, like, the amends here is, like, you stop stalking them. Like, that's the amends. What a hard lesson. But anyways, back to my next vagina. Um, (laughs) As I was getting this laser treatment that, like, worked obviously not enough or I wouldn't have had surgery, I I just repeated that stupid free laugh joke and giggled the whole time to the point where, like, the – the procedure guy took one of the hoses out of my mouth. Like I wasn't allowed to have all the nitrous. I only got to have half the nitrous. And I just kept, re- I was, I wouldn't quite say the whole joke. I would say the premise. And then I would tell him he wasn't allowed to hear the punchline, which was literally just the word free lap. Um, <laughs> until he came to my show. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like trying to do his fucking job and I was like moving around like just making it so difficult and um and I never told him I'm a comedian I never told him I was a comedian I just kept repeating part of a bad joke for like an hour and a half the next time I went there he avoided eye contact with me um Oh my god. And then when they left the room and they left me in the room with the nitrous and I like I was like my brain was like, Oh, I live here now. Like I'm never <laughs> Like I was like trying to figure out a way I could lock them out so I could just stay there with the nitrous forever. I'm like, This is my life now. This chair is very comfortable. I have water. I'm good. Um that was actually my last relapse. It was like a four-day nitrous binge. The person I started the binge with was good after one night, but like I wasn't. Um, <laughs> no, this porn star I knew was like turning forty, so I was like, "Yeah, sure." Like that's the reason to relapse. I barely know this girl, and after one night, she was like, "Hey, your lips are turning blue. Do you like maybe wanna take a break, smoke a cigarette?" And I was like, "No, bitch. I got cool running. I got exercise gloves on." So, <laughs> So I don't like freeze my hands. Like I'm in a good state. But I didn't want to talk. What I wanted to talk about was I want to tell you guys a story of how I met my husband, ex-husband, only this way. I think <laughs> I think I've 
established that I'm undateable. Um, and it was, okay, so in college, I was a poet, and, like, I was very, I was on Adderall, so I was pretty sure I was going to be, like, the next Allen Ginsberg. Like, I was very serious about it. <laughs> and I uh, I didn't know that Poetry Open Mics existed, so I would invite people over after parties and then, like, and, like, offer them nachos and bong hits and then just force them to listen to my poetry. <laughs> and... When I graduated, that was my whole plan for my life was I was going to become a famous poet. And, uh, and like, the only other thing I knew had to do was drugs. And, like, six months after I graduated, I discovered, and I was doing, like, oh, I, I was doing a lot of cocaine. But then I discovered crystal meth. And uh, that was terrifying to me because, like, I've already established that I'm very vain. And... I seen like the faces of messing, and I was like, oh, hell no. you know, <laughs> like I love this, but also I don't want to look bad. Like that's how I get everything in my life. Um, and I also had seen this psychic who told me I was going to meet my soulmate in three months. So like basically, the winter after I graduated college, I was just like crouched in a corner clutching a lighter like are you my soulmate can I read you my poetry like that was my winter <laughs> summed up um and then I met I met my ex-husband I saw this painting he had somewhere and I was like oh I I need to commission a painting by this artist like and I hadn't paid my rent in like four months but I was like I must commission a painting for my poem, really, is I thought it would, like, help my poem somehow, my, like, my howl that I was working on. Um, and and I, I met this guy, and he was like, hey, like, I used to do drugs. I don't do drugs anymore. Like, we're just, like, let's just smoke weed. Like, we, I just moved in with him because I, like, hadn't paid my rent. And, um, and I don't, like, like working. And he told me I was last girlfriend didn't work, so I was just like, I was – in. but his condition was that I couldn't do like hard drugs anymore and I was like bro that's like kind of why I'm here um <laughs> <laughs> and then one day when he was at work it was like it's always a Tuesday isn't it I realized that like mushrooms were a gray area <laughs> and I I was like I, I bought, I took my grocery money and I bought like an ounce of mushrooms and I ate them all. I forgot that I ate them. Like how? That is so much chewing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like settled down to watch the news because like that's what you want to see on mushrooms. And this is not that, this was like a year after 9-11 so everybody was still pretty touchy. And um, and there was some, like, terrorists right on the news, and I was, like, pretty sure that was for me, like, specifically for me. Um, so I called the cops because I was pretty sure that the terrorists had put a bomb in the lamppost outside my house. And the cops were, like, <laughs> um, no. And I was, like, okay, but, like, they're actually pumping nitrous into my house. Like, see, it all comes back full circle. I don't know. I, like, was convinced I was on. I was somehow, like, I was, like, you know, like, in Finding Nemo. And they were, like, what the f 
Um, <laughs> and they're like, we're pretty sure there's no nitrous being pumped into your house. And I was like, yeah, but how, how would you know? And they left. Um, they left. And so while they were gone, I went and like prayed to a portrait of Biggie Smalls for a while. Um, <laughs> my husband, my ex-husband was a painter. And, he, and Biggie was like, yo, bitch, you got to stop calling the cops. Um, that is commandment zero. So I called the cops again. Um, it's also worth noting that when the cops came the first time, I told them not to go upstairs because I they had an ounce of weed up there and they were just like staring at me like, okay. It's, more than anything, this story is just really about like white lady privilege in the early 2000s. And like, you know, what I could get away with before I had a next vagina and what I hope to get away with. <laughs> So I called the cops again because my coke dealer, if you recall that part of the story, I owed him $40 and he was on my front lawn with a teen sock. So I had to call the cops this time. Like I wasn't fucking around. This wasn't like terrorism. This was for sure. He was going to murder me. And the cops came back and they were like, ma'am, that is your landscaper. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? And they were like, he does not even speak English. Um, so the cops left again. The third time that I called the cops, they, it was because I thought my, first of all, I thought the house was lifting off like in Wizard of Oz. Like I got real attached to the whole movie thing. And um, I also was pretty sure that my ex-husband, or he wasn't even my husband yet. He, but. I knew where it was going, that he was being crucified on the front lawn. And like, that's a weird delusion for a Jewish girl. But I think it's pretty common <laughs> to have these like weird Jesus and Mary delusions when you're having a bad trip. It wouldn't even feel like a bad trip to me. I just felt like things were urgent and then I needed the cops for them. Um, I was actually having a fine day. But the cop, the third time, like, the cops had to do something with me. Like, right, and it's not going to be jail. We've already established. Why not? So they uh, they called they called my dad because um, they wanted to take me to the hospital, but they didn't want to, like, scare me, you know, because I'm super precious. And I, they, by putting me in an ambulance or something, like, they didn't want to upset me. And, uh, and so we're, like, waiting for my dad to get there to drive me to the hospital. And while we were waiting, there's like paramedics, the cops are there. My neighbors at this point are just loopy looing on the front lawn. It's fucking Connecticut. They have nothing better going on. And I just look out at like 15 people and I'm like, oh, I know what to do. I run inside and I come back out and I was like, hey guys, while you're all here, let me read you my poetry. <laughs> <laughs> And that is actually what I did. I read them, my poetry, and then I was taken to the hospital. At the hospital, Biggie Smalls was actually my nurse. And they I thought I was like in the sim somehow, but I was actually in the hospital to evaluate it. And it just got like very much into, I'm not really into pop culture, but in this trip, I really was. And, um, and they asked me, they were like, okay, what drugs have you done, honey? And I 
I thought they meant ever. <laughs> they put me on suicide because I was like, everything but peyote. And uh, <laughs> that's a suicide watch. I think that that is enough time for me. Um, thank you guys. You've been very generous with me and my next regime. And uh, yeah. 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 Uh, coming to the stage next, we have a very, very funny comedian that performs all over Los Angeles. She has done San Francisco Sketch Festival, and she is very excited to bring you guys some sober queer comedy. I'm excited to hear that because I am bisexual, but I never write jokes about that. I just write jokes about men because they make me mad. Um, Please put your hands together for the very, very funny Zanetta St. Clair. Oh my God. How does it sound? Does it sound? Oh, that was real applause, bro. Thank you. You're Coming welcome. in from Canada. Um, hi, everyone. Oh my God. I'm so excited to do a clubhouse show and be sober and do it with everybody. That's awesome. I really want to freelance. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for, like, giving me that mindset of how can I get one. I want one so bad. I'm like, what cosmetic surgery can I do that will get me, like, shooting up heroin in a warehouse? (laughs) (laughs) Desperately want that opportunity. I have a friend that, like, almost lost his arm, and I'm just like, but your story is so cool. (laughs) I want something better. I didn't get to try it, but here we are. Um. Yeah, I'm super pumped. I'm also, like, pretending that I'm also Simone Biles. I'm, like, I'm stepping down from comedy, from the show. I'm taking a break from my mental health. Like, pretending I am the goat of, like, clubhouse sober comedy shows. That's <laughs> 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 not, not what's happening. I did recently get um, laid off. I got, like, half laid off. I don't understand what that means. My boss keeps calling it summer hours. I'm like, it's not summer hours. You have to like, the company is going under. Uh-huh. You can't you can't call it summer hours because it's not coming back in fall. Like it's half, it's half and done. And then I'm like, oh, I have to look for other work. She's like, no, 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 it'll come back. Oh, I need you on call. And like, that's not how summer hours work, honey. That's not how it works. You laid us off. I'm on unemployment. And it's pretty hard brag about that. Because I feel like everybody got on on unemployment at the beginning of the pandemic, and I'm like the cool kid that got on it at the end of the pandemic, you know? <laughs> Just really pumped about it. Yeah, so I don't know if anybody else, like, lived alone during this whole experience. You can shout it out if you have. Um, living alone during the pandemic and being sober got you, like, real quick to your suicidal thoughts again. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I desperately just was, like, willing to touch anyone and get COVID by, like, week three. I didn't even fucking care. I was just like, I just need to be physically touched at some point. And then my therapist was like, you know what? No, no, no. You know what you can do? You can just, like, touch a wall and like, feel the energy. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of Topanga Canyon hippie bullshit is that? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, wall. So then I started <laughs> grinding up on corners again, like I'm in sixth grade, finding my <laughs> all over my couch cushion. It's like a fucking crime scene all over my place. But um, 
I mean, it's really not far off from like how I spent most of my drinking days. <laughs> Just like touching anything, don't care what I get from it, putting my mouth on whatever I can find. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, so I grew up in like a very, you know, let's call it a cult community, a Christian <laughs> upbringing. <laughs> Did we lose you? Uh oh. Where'd she go? Nope. She's on mute. Hello? Yay. Oh, now you're there. Oh you're my back. God. I'm so sorry. My brother called me to complain about his breakup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hear me, I'm on a show, okay? I'm famous. Please, give me a moment. Like that, your first year. 
That's all you're doing. You're just fucking white knuckling it and squeezing <laughs> the like steering wheel handle, not trying to like grab another one. And then your second year, at least for me, you know, for me, I was fucking everything, right? You're fucking this and you're fucking that. You're fucking dicks all over the place. And then your third year, you're like, am I gay? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like these high school experiences, we'll call them, that I that I I now am starting to piece them together. Like the time I made out with my best friend on the couch and we jean jammed. You know what I mean? Like we dry humped real hard until somebody came. Like I don't know. That sounds a little gay to me. <laughs> a little gay. Um, <laughs> And I'm proud to say that, like, when I finally got the opportunity to test the waters, I posted something on Instagram, as we do, because that's where we come out. And I posted something on Instagram, and a friend of mine that I used barking with hit me up and was like, hey, are you gay? And I was like, I don't really understand it. And she was like, I volunteer as tribute. And so we were going to have this opportunity of finally banging it out, and then COVID happened. It like Aww. the world shut yeah, the world shut down. And that's when I knew like Jesus really does hate the gays. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you know, I am very happy to report that I recently my partner just bought me my first penis. So I am gay. I fully have experienced it. I have to still get the strap on for the dick, but like we're on our journey, right? Like here we are. I'm getting it. Thank you. Very exciting. Who knew? Like now I get it. Like you put it on and you feel it, and you're like, now I get why men just walk around swinging these things all over the fucking place. <laughs> it's empowering. <laughs> You have a fucking dick on, and you're like, I could literally do anything, and because you're a man, you're like, oh, thanks for doing that. Um, yeah, I will say, like, the first time I openly talked about this on stage was in front of my parents. <laughs> I was like, you know where I'm gonna come out to my parents is at a sober comedy show in the rooms, like on stage where they're trapped and they can't leave and everyone around them is laughing and eating it up and going like me too <laughs> that's where I'm gonna fucking tell them that I'm a little gay um, <laughs> oh my god yeah so but I think you know her parents they do the best they can right like but you know for my parents though I think that you know the best they can is like well here's the thing you have one job right as a parent Here's my thing. You've one fucking job. You just have to love us no matter what. Like, you just have to love us. Just look. Just look. I mean, it's like literally one. You've one job. You've one job. And it's, it's love. That's the one job. And my parents can't even do that. It's like, they're like, no, I'd rather be on unemployment. Thank you so much. I'm like, thanks, guys. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's hilarious to me because even my mom has confused her children's DUI stories. <laughs> we were sitting we were sitting at a at a nice little lunch and my mom says, Now who was it that fell asleep at the steering wheel? And I was like, Oh mom, that was Josh and she goes, No, no, no. He mouthed off to the cops and I was like, No mom, that that was me and she goes, Well it's hard your all your voices sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
just like finish it up with saying that um I know right now like we're coming on another fucking wave and <laughs> Jesus Christ if I have to live alone I will move in with a shitty ex I don't care I do not fucking care I need I cannot do this alone again and but there was there's this word of wisdom that I was given once I did makeup for porn I know hard bread and <laughs> I did make a porn shoot. It was a lesbian porn shoot. I mean, I'm surrounded by it. I don't know why I didn't get the picture. I'm doing makeup for a lesbian porn shoot, and this woman, finished, we finished her face, and she's so happy. And we're like, what's going on? She's like, I just realized that I get to wear my makeup out today, like, for the evening, because I'm not going to get cum on my face. And she was so happy. <laughs> and I was just like, if I could take on that energy of like, you know what? Just for today, just today, I'm not going to get cum on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a thing called squirting, and I'm learning about it. Okay, that's it. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 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 coming up is a very hilarious comment. It's Andy Farnsworth. His most recent stand-up album, Between Haircuts, was the Sirius XM Raw Dog Comedy Top 10 Stand-Up Album of 2020. He has a podcast called Wandering Isles. He goes to the grocery store with people. Give it up for Andy Farnsworth! Hey, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm like doing the thing with my hands. I'm like nodding and praying and saying thank you to the audience. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be different, you guys. I, I have, uh, since COVID uh, happened, I'm like, I need to change up my accent. So I am a Christian comedian now and I have puppets. So I don't know how this is going to translate. Um, <laughs> just pretend there. I always wonder if the guys, the comics who do have puppets, I always wonder, are they getting nervous? for the puppets like i wonder if one of the puppets gets stage fright okay don't laugh at that that's really stupid all right uh moving on um i was looking at my stuff i was looking at my material and i was like you know what like i could basically just break this up into every 12-step program that i do or qualify for so i'll just kind of go through it <laughs> maybe this will be sort of a qualification because uh i qualify for all of them um, where do I start? I guess I could just say, you know, my dad was the chairman of the board where I went to rehab. To... <laughs> so I, I do privilege. I don't want <laughs> I slept, well, I mean, the beds were three feet off the ground and I slept next to a chronic masturbator. So, I mean, it wasn't like super deluxe. <laughs> It was, it was weird. He never, he didn't come to visit me either. Um, but I do, um, and I realized, guys, I realized my voice sounds like I relapsed on helium. So just, uh, <laughs> just bear with me. That's my drug of choice. I go to children's parties and I suck my suck. Um, but anyway, I just can't stop. I don't know what it is. It's the clown. It's all the joy. But anyway, um, yeah, and, you know, I grew up super religious. I accepted Jesus, like, 20 times as a kid. They had to tell me to stop doing it. 
<laughs> they're like, hey, dude, Andy, he's in there, buddy. You don't need to keep accepting Jesus. And I was like, yeah, but it's such a, it's such a rush. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 so and, you know, I'm still something. I'm not that anymore. But I, uh, you know, it's still, I, I had legitimate experiences, I think, growing up. And I wouldn't like turn my back on them. But as I've gotten older, I've, you know, I've like looked at things like the Bible and I, like I think about, you know, like when Jesus turned water into wine, don't you ever think about the fact that he probably caused somebody's uncle to relapse? <laughs> <laughs> there had to be somebody in that audience, you know, at the wedding at Cana where Jesus turned water into wine who had a problem, like somebody who had been on the wagon for a minute, and then all of a sudden Jesus is giving out free wine. I mean, because think about it. I've been sober for almost 10 years. If Jesus made wine, I'd be fucking drinking again. Jesus made wine, you guys. That's a free pass. When you come back into the program and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I got to start my day count over. I just uh, Jesus made wine and they're like oh here he goes with the jesus made wine again bullshit uh but hey but seriously folks I, i'm turning to jackie mason this is a strange medium i don't know what I'm doing here. um i uh i think i have like a spending problem i don't know i i that's kind of come up during the pandemic you know because amazon and I don't know. I, I like to wander stores. I have a podcast, but I like, I don't know. I just, my mom left me in the grocery store when I was little a few times. And I think I may be going back to see if she'll come find me. I like Bed Bath & Beyond and Target. And um, I like, I, I realized recently Bed Bath & Beyond sounds like Bed Bath & Beyond sounds like the journey out of depression. <laughs> you know, I, I'm in bed. All right. If I could just, I'll just take a bath, and then I don't know what's next. I, well, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Something. The kitchen. Or maybe the kitchen. Uh, I like that store. I just like all the trinkets. I like. Uh, Target, I'm a big fan of Target, and I don't know what it is about Target. I mean, it's, there's nothing really special. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I think I go, like, I just recently moved to Denver, and I think I go just to see, like, I just want to see if there's beautiful people out there. I don't want to date them. I just want to see, like, one beautiful person. It, like, makes me feel like, okay, I'm on to something. I'm in the right place. There's, like, there should be three hot people at every Target. You know what I mean? Just so you know. All right, I'm I'm on to something here. Like I'm in with the the hip people. Like, cause Denver, you guys are. I, I don't know if you're in LA, but there, there's a lot of average looking people in Denver. And I, which, which, and I'm not trying to like. I, I'm not, <laughs> average is upsetting. Like really ugly. It's like okay, that's righteous. I get that. Everyone, you're, you've had a hard life, and really beautiful. It's like it makes sense too. But just average is like it's just depressing. You know, just I. You just want, like, go one way or the other, you know? Don't be middle of the road. Everyone just looks, like, retired. They're retired from being hot. They used to be hot, and now they're like, yeah, I'm a graphic designer now. No <laughs> offense. Oh, yeah, there's a graphic designer. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to crosstalk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, uh, I need to work on that. 
that target material. I, I don't know. I just I feel I just like to be around people, you know, at the target. I don't really need to talk to them. I was telling my buddy, I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm just feeling kind of lonely, you know, here in Denver. I don't know. I moved a month before the pandemic to Denver, which was, you know, I like to do that. Every pandemic, I like to get there early to a new place and just kind of set up. <laughs> but, and, you know, I was fine during the pandemic, but I'm like, dude, things are opening up and I'm I'm just lonely. I'm just going to, you know, I go to Target all the time. And like, well, have you tried going, you know, it's, you're in Colorado. Have you tried going on a hike or something I'm like yeah i mean i know i heard there's a target in the mountains but i, I haven't been yet <laughs> um i uh it's real, man you can really feel it if a joke doesn't work in here it's really <laughs> like, it's really it's pretty hard like i'm gonna have to take a shower to wash some of the sauces today but um i don't know i i like uh costco now we're in the oh, <laughs> We're in the Overeaters Anonymous section of the actors. What people don't talk about, you know, like the main reason I think right now for me, if I could be in a relationship, I I think I would like to be one. And one at some point, you know, I think I'm maybe more ready than I've ever been. But I just need some accountability when I do go to Costco. Because if you're a single guy and you go to Costco, like the... The ramifications of an impulse buy at Costco if you're single are months. Like, I bought 50 pounds of carne asada meat uh, just on site, and, you know, now I'm dealing. I look like a, like I'm a doomsday prepper, but all I have is, like, spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I stop talking, you laugh. That's how this works. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I just... Uh, that's kind of like lonely and I, I don't know I, I like food like it's a, I think it was my first drug you know what I mean I think candy was like my first candy and jerking off I mean I, I fucked the couch too I didn't there was no blood but I also I also <laughs> I just remember I, I don't I don't think I've ever talked about this on but here we go this is a safe space I'll open up uh, there was this vacuum my parents had this vacuum in the closet with like this attachment I think I damaged my dick like I would go in the closet also I would go in the closet and kind of get blowjobs from this Eureka vacuum and I <laughs> I'm thinking about it and I'm like you know what what the fuck were my parents thinking that their you know 10 year old boy was in the closet running the vacuum <laughs> chores or something right when he was about to come but anyway 
Um, yeah, I uh, I eat a lot of Sour Patch Kids. I eat those too much. And, uh, it, you know, one thing I've helped, like I've learned that helps with that if you eat too many, is you just think of them as Sour Patch children. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like yeah, i mean this was a this was somebody's kid at some point i've got to stop and tearing their heads off and you know watching watching tv um i don't know who i, I don't understand why they name candy like it's always after like a thing like there's the keebler elves a bunch of weird elves cooking you know pictures of themselves in a tree which is odd i think that's weird middle-aged men cooking like little icons of themselves in a tree isn't that weird this isn't a joke i find that creepy (laughs) (laughs) we all just eat them we're like oh yeah like these are shaped like elves and they're made by these guys who have a bakery in a giant tree (laughs) it's fine nothing weird about that uh I don't know. I, I sometimes like my weight fluctuates a lot, and sometimes I wonder if like if I die, if if I die when I die, um, if like which ghost I'll be. Like, will will it be the fat guy version of me, or will it be the thin guy? Like, which will it be the before picture or the after picture? I don't know. <laughs> um, what is this? Yoga pants. I got a note here about yoga pants. Oh, yoga pants are auto tuned for butts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke i'm just gonna let, don't don't anybody steal that i haven't flushed that uh i don't know how much time i have because i uh i didn't set my timer i think i've been how how long have i been this is the crowd work section of the act where i ask the audience to help me be professional what hello how long have i been going anybody one of you people with the green with the green star, please tell me how long I've been going. I don't know. And how did you get these green stars? I don't have one. Um, oh, incidentally, there's a guy. There's a that wasn't a joke. How how long have I been going? <laughs> tell me. Tony put me out of my misery. I think like 15 minutes. Are you? See, I've been going 15 minutes. Holy shit! Uh, I ran the light. Um, all right. Well, I should. Uh, I should wrap it up here. Um, this has been this has been good. I think I got uh, I got most of it out. I, I had my whole dating chunk here, um, but I just I'll just end with this. I think that probably most of my issues with my body uh, I realized came from the fact that my mom, when I was uh, I think eight, she made me wear a used speedo. Like, I inherited a Speedo that had been previously worn out. Is that, like, I don't know if that image strikes any. Like, the dick part was worn out of the Speedo. I was eight. It was a baggy Speedo. Like, some Italian guy had worn it out with his confidence and, like, tossed it out of the back of his parents' Fiat. And uh, I don't know where my mom got it. I, don't, I really don't know. How, I'm serious. She, it had. I was a fat kid. It had vertical stripes on it, so I was. It was a swimming speedo, but nonetheless, I haven't been able to sleep ever since. What an amazing night! Um, thank you to all of our special guests. Um, if you've liked what you've heard here tonight, um, guess what? We don't have any bartenders to tip, but you can tip. 
You can tip our performers and you can Venmo at RR639. Um, or you can go over to follow Rebecca Rush on her profile and the Venmo is there. Um, so if you like what you heard, drop a little something, let them know that you love them. Um, and hopefully we will be coming back with a round three of Sober Comedy Night. Uh, for those of you that did not hear the first one in June, you can head on over to Sober Pop, the playback podcast, currently on Anchor and Spotify, and we'll soon be on Apple Podcasts, maybe, if I can figure it out. I think Max is going to help me with that. Thank you again so much. And um, we will be getting the calendar for August and September up soon. You can head on over to thesobercurator.com to check that out. We also put the event listings here in Clubhouse. If you want to join the Sober Pop Club, just go up and hit the greenhouse at the top. Um, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Well, thank you, everybody. Have a great night and uh, get home safely. Oh, wait, we're already home, right? I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do jokes. That they clearly awesome. don't dance. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, that's a joke. It's cute, right? It's a cute baby joke. Okay. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is made in collaboration with... Sober Curator, an online magazine and your go-to source for sober pop culture resources. Fucking Sober Podcast, the first 90 days. Sober Biz Babe, web design branding and networking for your sober biz. The Creative Sober and the Creative Sober Podcast. And the Sober is Dope Community and Podcast. Please check out our show notes for links to all of these fantastic sober-run businesses. <laughs>